Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, running for mental and physical health. Bottling it up for so many years, it kind of, the cap blew off and I started taking some time out to myself and honestly, the running has been my life savior. It gets me mellowed down. If I'm having a rough day, I just throw on my shoes and I head out. Just everything about my running has gotten me through so many obstacles and challenges I've faced with my mental health. And being pretty honest, I wouldn't probably be here today if it wasn't for my running. How running led to volunteering. I was always so, again, very motivated by the runners and how, you know, they obviously have worked very hard to get where they were. And it was just like, I think knowing, knowing where they started and how hard it worked, how, how much hard work it takes to, to do what they were doing, I just had a, a better appreciation for them. And I also had a really, I got a really good appreciation for the work it takes to put on a race. And challenging others to run 1,000 kilometers. It's amazing. It's, a cra- it's crazy. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I just can't wait to see the, the results at the end. Like the people who have never even thought of doing anything like this, and they at the end of the year, they, they can say, I've done a thousand kilometers because of this challenge. That's what I'm here for. On this edition of I Run Radio, a very inspiring story of someone who started running less than four years ago. Now she's training for a marathon, and she says, if it weren't for running, she wouldn't be alive today. One woman who had to scale back her running but started helping out at races. And why hundreds of people are signing up to run a 1,000 kilometers this year. Let's get things started now with the editor and general manager of iRun, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. How are you this week? Feeling strong and fast. I'm glad to hear that. We yes, chatted uh, a few days ago and you were talking about heading out for some speed work at... Uh, what was it, 6.30 at night or something like that? So you were obviously uh, gearing up and getting in the extra workouts and doing what you need to do to get faster. Yeah, you know what I would like to do right now is I would like to just dedicate these next few words to the people who on their own fruition can work a day of work and then on their own go outside in the cold at night and do speed work on their own. <laughs> yeah. Where, who, every single cover of our magazine should solely be devoted to those hardy souls. That's a great point because uh, when you run with a group, there's a commitment there, right? Yeah. And that's why I like making appointments with friends and saying, hey, tomorrow morning, let's go for a run, 6 a.m., yeah. right? It's, it's a yeah. lot easier to get out of bed at 545 if there's somebody waiting for you than if there isn't, you know, and, and to get yeah. out the door. So... Uh, it helps yeah. if you go out and do those workouts on your own. If you're if you're leaving the house early in the morning before you go to work and running in the cold and dark, or you're running, you get home, a long day at work, and instead of having supper or sitting down in front of the TV uh, or pouring yourself a scotch, you're changing into your running clothes and going out the door and running under the streetlights at 6.30 at night. Hats off to you at this time yeah, of year. And if, and if you're doing, if you can literally... Go around outdoors on a on a cold January night 
and do speed work, which why even, okay, and bless those people that can go 45 minutes around the block, but if you can literally do 1K intervals with 15 seconds breaks in between and do that eight times just back and forth alone, I just want to interview you and write your life story because yeah. you're made of uh, more sturdier stock than me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those workouts, I have to admit. You know, I like I like going out for a run and running at a steady pace and having that time to myself and thinking and seeing I what's know. happening all around me and, and all of that. That's, you know, that's quality time. That the, the workouts, I have to admit, and look, they make you stronger, they make you faster. But those yeah. workouts where you've got to go out there and, you know, reset your watch at the corner of a street and do, you know, go all the way down to the next block, turn the corner, come all the way around and do this 400-meter loop and then stop, rest for 30 seconds and then go do it again as fast as you can where, you know, your heart is pounding, you can feel kind of the the pressure in your chest, you know, you're testing the limits of your breathing and your legs and then you pause and you feel like, you know, the 30 seconds of one minute of rest, whatever the prescribed time is, goes by like in an instant, you know, and then you got to do it again. I, I'm i not a fan of those workouts, but I will do them if I'm trying to get faster. I'll throw you another thing. When I do them on Wednesday night, the piece de resistance for me is that I I love when you work in some up. French, Ben. I love it. Do, do I get the accent just right <laughs> for, our, for our listeners? I, but, you know, I can't sleep afterwards. I, so so not only because a lot of people say, oh, I do this. I can't wait. I'm out like a light. For me, for whatever reason, my heart beats up. And we did a story about this because I asked uh, one of our writers, like, what is wrong with me? And, you know, they ran out of pages. But the <laughs> thing with the not being able to sleep was was something about that, like, you know, your heart rate gets up. You know, sure. and I can't eat. You know, so it starts at 7 o'clock and get home at 8.30. And, you know, I don't eat till 10. And, then I, you know, I'm not asleep until, like, ugh. Oh, the things we do, right? Yes, the arduous, exactly. They are arduous lives, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, that <laughs> is, I have to say, though, the, the closest I've ever come to experiencing a runner's high is when I've run fast at night. When, I don't know what it is cool. about the air at that time of day. Under the or, moon. Yes, yeah, something fun. that, I know. you know, you get rolling. There's a cool air, you know, especially yeah. if it's not the middle of summer. You know, they, it, there's a cool air. The sun is set. You're running. You start ramping it up. And all of a sudden, you know, you just get this little buzz from the running. I've experienced that a couple of times, only at night. Uh, no, but, I'm, I, but like I you, I would rather do it in the morning where, you know, people say, oh, doesn't running tire you out? No, running gives me energy. When I go for a right. run in the morning, you know, I'm yeah. awake and alive for the next few hours. If I go yeah. running at night, like you, I end up feeling like I can't fall asleep. Oh, there's so many things I want to say. We're moving in so many directions. and I've seen... The first thing is about the runner's high at night. I, I When I first started running with my group and we would run at night, I would almost giggle. The running, the running high was so visceral that it would actually make <laughs> me laugh. And then the concept was almost like being adults trick-or-treating. And somebody called it night energy. You know, because when you're yeah. an adult out running around and you're like running with friends, it's, you know, it's, but it's like a kid on Halloween. So I, I think that's where that... Uh, that runner's high comes in where it's just it's like a fun thing to do with friends and especially with the speed work too because it's like you're doing these like little games like a variation of capture the flag or something like that where you know you're it's like you're playing um out at night like that and i used to when i started i, I would laugh out loud and uh didn't endear myself to my teammates but you know that's okay it's okay very cool 
We have some great stories to <laughs> so, share so cool. this week, and, and one of them is uh, coming up next. It's a wonderful story about a woman who three or four years ago wasn't running at all. Now it's a big part of her life. I love stories like that. It's also helped her to overcome some mental health challenges. I also really love hearing those stories, not the, not the stories of people struggling, but the people who are able to overcome it a little bit. It's a constant battle, of course, but the people who are able to fight through it with the help of some fitness and some exercise and a little bit of running. It's not the you know magic bullet. It's not the solution uh, that on its own, but it helps. And I love stories like that. Ben, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it, my friend. Ben Kaplan, I runs editor and general manager. Coming up next, as I mentioned, a very inspiring story about a woman chasing her first marathon. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete on a continuous basis the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon de Neige of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Megan Jukes is a runner in Toronto who has a great story to tell. Less than four years ago, she wasn't running at all. Now she's training for her first marathon. Megan, it's a pleasure to welcome you to Iron Radio. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'm so impressed by and inspired by your story. Uh, Basically, in 2016, just over three years ago, you weren't doing much in terms of physical activity, and now you're training for your first marathon. So congratulations on that. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's great. That's all very true. So tell me how you got from there to here. Well, 2016, I had just graduated recently graduated, started working full-time, and noticed a huge spiral going on in my life. Like, I had a massive amount of weight gain, wasn't active at all, lots and lots of partying, and I was just miserable with my life, and I was not happy at all, so I decided to take matters into my own hands and started working out at home lost a bunch of weight and that May I went for my first 5k race I did color me red and I had a great time the following year I decided to go to the same event after that I wanted to increase a little bit seeing what I was capable of so I took on my first OCR and the second that medal was placed around my neck I was instantly hooked Wow. Uh, so tell me about that early process, though, of, of starting to run and doing that first race. What was that like for you uh, to sort of take that on after you had gained some weight and you were not particularly active? To be, to be completely honest, I knew nothing. I did not know what I was getting myself into. So I had lost a bunch of weight just doing 20 minutes a day on an elliptical and me and my friend were talking she's like yeah let's do this 5k I'm like yeah sure no problem like I could do an hour on the elliptical no problem well it was a little bit of a struggle and not so much of a pretty sight needless to say but I did it I finished it and I think I finished in 45 minutes so for 
a first time 5k with no racing experience no running knowledge i feel i did pretty well yeah who cares about your time you ran 5k right i mean that's that's yep. incredible um so what was it that hooked you on on the running um i guess it was so after Mud Hero, that was my first OCR in 2017. Yeah, I and for those people who don't know, by the way, that's an obstacle course race, OCR, right? That's the yes. the events where you're not just running, but you're also climbing over obstacles, and you might have to do some burpees and those kinds of things. So uh, those are even more challenging than just a 5K road race. Yes, exactly. And this one, I did Mud Hero, so that one... Not only do I have obstacles to face, I had to do it through mud, water, whole bunch of other elements, <laughs> needless to say. Good for you. Thank you. So yeah, I did that one with my boyfriend, and me and him could be very competitive at times. But yeah, I went out, and for a 6K first-timer, I did that one in an hour and 11 minutes, so I was super proud of myself. And... Like I said, the second that medal was placed around my neck, I just had such a huge, overwhelming sense of accomplishment. It was just staring down at it, like, yeah, I just did that, I deserve that, and I crushed it. I love that. Good for you. Now, how about your first half marathon? You did the chili half in Burlington, right? Yes, I did. Tell me about that experience. I did that one last March, and honestly, it was the best experience I have ever had. Like, I'm even shaking just thinking about it. It still excites me to this day. Um, I'll be real. The first part of my training was horrible. I had a lot of depression going on, so... I had a hard time wrapping my mind around the training, a lot of sense of, I couldn't do this, I'm going to be a failure, and then I just had a huge shake and brought myself back down, and it's like, you know what, Meg? Like I said to myself with the other races, my first 5K, my first OCR, my first 10, no matter your time... For your first event, it's always going to be your personal best. Right on. So I just completely cleared out a goal time, and I just went out there to finish it for the first time, and I was flabbergasted. I felt great. The weather was beautiful. Kelly from VR Pro does an amazing job with her chili event, and... I had yes, a great support system there, and friends had signs, and oh, it was so magical. I loved it. You mentioned that you've you've had some challenges uh, with your mental health. You've you've battled through depression and anxiety. Um, do you feel the that uh, staying active and doing some running has that helped at all with that? Definitely. So it's still an ongoing battle. I first was suspicious of something being wrong 13 years ago. Um, But when I was younger, it was embarrassing to talk about you didn't want to be put as an outsider. I was also bullied a lot as a kid. So 
it was definitely something I didn't want to bring up to give my bulliers another reason to pick on me. Um, so I just always put it on the back burner while bottling it up for so many years. It kind of, the cap blew off and I started taking some time out to myself and honestly, the running has been my life savior. It gets me mellowed down. If I'm having a rough day, I just throw on my shoes and I head out. It just, Everything about my running has gotten me through so many obstacles and challenges I've faced with my mental health. And being pretty honest, I wouldn't probably be here today if it wasn't for my running. Wow, that says a lot. Yeah. So what's next? Let's talk about the marathon that you're planning to do uh, this year. Uh, You're training for the Mississauga Marathon, is that right? I sure am. And this is, by the way, after you did not just the Chile Half last year, but four other half marathons, correct? Yep. So I did four others. One was also, um, I guess you could say, a 26.1. I did the Canada Army Run Commander's Challenge, which was a 5K. And then right after you finished the 5K, you hopped into the half marathon start. Right. Good for you. Thank you. You've really embraced this, haven't you? I I love it. It's been such a life changer. I've learned so much about myself, even though I still have my bad days, my down times. I look at all my medals and I just see what I've accomplished, and it makes me speechless at times, to be honest. I can understand that. Look how far you've come in just uh, just over three years. It's incredible. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, like, before 2016, if somebody happened to be a fortune teller and said, like, hey, you're going to be a runner and you're going to rock it out there, I would have laughed at them. You could have asked me to walk to a Tim Hortons across the street and I would have laughed at you. Like, "Uh, yeah, no, not happening. I'll take the car. (laughs) And now you're getting ready to do a marathon. Sure am. And how's the training going? It's going very well. I'm very happy with myself. I really am tying down, focusing on all the aspects of my training. So I'm journaling everything. I'm keeping tabs on my distance, how I feel, um, what I feel that could be improved, making sure I cross-train, stretching, foam rolling out my muscles, really making sure... I keep myself healthy and fit enough for it. Well, you've done an amazing job so far, Megan. I'm sure you're going to rock the marathon. And like the other races you've done, it doesn't matter how fast you do it because it will be a personal best. And just to do a marathon will be a huge accomplishment. Congratulations on the journey so far. A very inspiring story. I really appreciate you sharing it with us today. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. It was great talking to you. That's Megan Jukes of Toronto, coming up next from running to volunteering. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete on a continuous basis the five disciplines of the pentathlon. 
cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Of course, none of us would be able to run in races if it weren't for the hundreds of volunteers who support us. Nancy Brooks is one of those volunteers. She started helping out when she had to scale back her own running. Nancy, welcome to iRun Radio. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little Pleasure. bit about how you got into running and uh, and some of the events that you did and, and what you get from running. Um, I, I got into running because, quite honestly, I was inspired by Terry Fox many, many, many years ago. Um, and I, it just took me a long time to get off the couch. But uh, when, I, when I finally did, it was about 10 years ago, and I started out uh, at a Learn to Run clinic with the running room uh, here in North York. And subsequently to that, I, I ran a 5K and then did some 10Ks and some halves and a couple of fulls. And um, I, uh, my first full marathon was in Mississauga. Um, in 2013, and um, I did another marathon in uh, October of that year in Chicago. Um, it was during that time when I was training for um, uh, Chicago and uh, Mississauga that I, I started to get some injuries, and I started to sort of uh, feel the effects of, of the, the losses of the family members, and uh, so I had to take some time off. So and uh, yeah, just yeah, to, tell ahead. me more about that because I understand you went through a difficult time then, but running was part of what helped you get through that. Is that right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, as I, I, I think I mentioned, there was two very close family members who passed away within about eighteen months of each other, both unexpectedly. Um, and you know, the running community and the the physical activity of running is is really kind of what enabled me to just kind of continue on and and work through that period of time that was really really difficult and um you know un- unfortunately eventually those things catch up to you <laughs> physically and um and so my body just started to break down a little bit and I did have to take some time off but in taking that time off I still really wanted to be connected to the running community because it had done so much for me and it had provided so much support for me so um, as I scaled back more and more on my running, I started to volunteer more and more. And uh, that really enabled me to stay very connected to the running community and to, um, you know, to all the people who had um, sort of been with me along that, along that journey. And that was really important to me. Now, before we talk more about volunteering, I want to go back to the fact that Terry Fox inspired you because uh, yes. I love that. I love that that angle uh, because you know you think of Terry Fox inspiring people. You think of his story from the early 1980s, and you think, yeah. okay, a whole bunch of people started running then. But w- yeah. what I find powerful, you're not the first person I've talked to, uh, and and I would put myself in the same category. The Terry Fox inspired me, but I didn't start running right away. I didn't do it until later, and yet he was yeah. still part of my inspiration when I did decide to start running seriously and start doing longer distances and start raising yeah. money. So it's it's quite powerful to hear that because it shows how uh, one person can have an impact, not just in the moment, but a real yeah. lasting impact as well. For sure. And, uh, you know, I, I was 18 years old when uh, when Terry sadly lost his life, and I had been watching his 
his journey and I was completely mesmerized by this this young man who was doing something that I couldn't even fathom and um, I, like I, I couldn't get it out of my head I, I started to run sporadically periodically and at the time I was lived I was still in Regina and um, you know there wasn't a huge running community so I often ran on my own but it was it, it was for that reason. It was like, I, I need to do something because this person who had everything to lose, you know, worked so hard to reach a goal that he didn't get to finish. But, you know, by the same token, inspired so many people all over the place, including myself. Yeah. And so I never, I never forgot. I never, he was always in the back of my mind whenever I thought about, oh, I need, you know, I need to do something. I just kept going back to thinking about Terry Fox. And, and I actually did sort of run in the very first Terry Fox run um, in Regina. Um, and um, it just, it's, it's just something that was stuck with me and I, I couldn't quite put it out of my head. Um, and then flash forward several years, I went to New York City to, to watch a friend who was doing the New York City Marathon. And um, I stood at the finish line for about two hours. And this was probably at about watching people who were finishing beyond five hours. And so these are people who, you know, much like me, had a hard time getting off the couch, or they were visually impaired, or they had a prosthetic limb, or they were, you know, significantly older than I was. And, the, you know, all of these people who had every reason to sit at home and do nothing but try and survive. And here they were accomplishing this amazing feat. And and again, it took me back to Terry Fox. And it was really at that moment that I said to myself, I'm going to run a marathon by the time I turn 50. Um, and it still took me a few years to get off the couch. But um, once once I once I got into it, um, I, I I followed through and I couldn't let it go. And the funny thing is, is I, I know there are several people probably in my life who thought it was a phase, and that once I got that, once I reached that goal, that I, that would be the end of it, and they'd have the old Nancy back. Um, but that didn't happen. And yeah. I, I you never I go back. <laughs> I kept, no, you can't go back, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of how that all transpired. Wow. And what you said about the finish line, very powerful, because uh, I've done yeah. that myself. And, it, it, you know, you'd think it would get repetitive after a while, but it never does. You can watch really new people doesn't. cross the finish line over and over again and, and, and really yeah. be moved by it. Yeah. And, and you know, what it, it speaks to me is that everybody has a story, you know, e- even for those who, who it looks like it's easy. Um, there's a story there that that is probably worth sharing. Everyone probably has a story worth sharing. So. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So tell me more about when you started volunteering. You were running a little bit less because of, of some limitations you'd encountered, and you decided to start volunteering, and that, I understand, gave you a, a whole new kind of uh, love for the sport. Yeah, it, it really did. I started volunteering probably, I, I mean, a little bit when I was still running you know, a lot, a lot, um, but more so when I scaled back and, and I, uh, as I said, just wanted to stay connected with the, with the community. And so I offered myself up to 
whomever needed um, volunteers. And I did everything from, you know, bag check to kit pickup to handing out medals to, you know, some of the key volunteer positions where you have a little bit more responsibility. And I, and I just was so, I was always so, again, very motivated by the runners and how, you know, they obviously have worked very hard to get where they were. And it was just like, I think knowing, knowing where they started and how hard it worked, how, how much hard work it takes to, to do what they were doing. I just had a, a better appreciation for them. And I also had a really, I got a really good appreciation for the work it takes to put on a race and see it from that different side and get a better understanding of, uh, as, as a runner, a better understanding of how these things work and, and how much work it takes. And, and I just found I got a, I really got a lot out of that. And I, you know, it, again, it, it helped me stay connected to the community and I would often see people that I knew running the races. And so I'd be able to give them a high five or a, a quick hug or whatever. And um, it, it just, running had given so much to me um, and had meant and still does mean so much to me that I, I felt like it was really important in that downtime to sort of give back to the community and be a support to people, you know, from the other side of the fence, so to speak. And what kinds of roles have you performed? Because I'm sure there are lots of runners who are listening to this who have <laughs> uh, never volunteered at an event, but uh, um, but would consider it. And we all should at some point. Where If you're not running in a race, then then show up and be part of it in a different way. Absolutely. And I, I always try to encourage um, my friends and, and clinic members to do that. So I've done, um, I've done race kit pickup, which is a really great opportunity to, um, to, to meet people. And you often see people that you know, and they're picking up their kit, and they're all excited, and they want to chat. Um, so that's, that's fun as well. I've also done, um, I've handed out water at the water station, which is, you know, it's always, um, it, it's always interesting to see people coming through the water stations and, and, you know, they're always so grateful to see you and, you know, they're giving you high fives and hugs and whatever. And they're, they're just so happy that somebody's there with something, especially if they're, you know, if they're uh, sort of running longer than others. Um, I've also, <laughs> excuse me, done, I've handed out medals, which is probably the best job of them all. <laughs> sure. Because, yeah, because, you know everybody's really happy and they're they're thrilled that they've they've reached their goal and um you know everybody's smiling and uh it's uh it's a really you know it's a really heartwarming kind of uh a role um because you don't always know the the story of the people but sometimes it's their very first race and they tell you everything about the fact that it's their very first race and you know so it's it's just really, it's really a heartwarming kind of opportunity to to hand out medals to people. Well, that's and, fantastic, um, Nancy. Uh, you know, and I have to say, as a runner, thank you to you as a volunteer because we couldn't do what we do in races if you weren't there volunteering. And that's the same yeah. for everybody who volunteers in these events. And once again, I think more runners should do it in the races they're not participating in. Get out there hand out water, hand out medals, uh, help with the, the race pickup and all of that. So thank yeah, you for what for you do, sure. Nancy, and thank you for sharing your story with us today. 
My pleasure. And get out there and volunteer, people. (laughs) Right on. Thanks, Nancy. (laughs) Thank you. Nancy Brooks of Toronto. Coming up next, a challenge issued to runners across Canada. Go 1,000 kilometres this year. This winter, participate in the biggest winter multi-sport event in the world, solo or in a team relay. Complete on a continuous basis the five disciplines of the pentathlon. Cycling, running, Nordic skiing, skating, and snowshoeing. Choose between 17 different challenges. There's one for you. The Pentathlon des Neiges of Quebec, presented by MEC from February 22nd to March 1st on the Plains of Abraham in Quebec City. Be part of it. Jeanette Boudreau is a school teacher and runner in Sudbury who has issued a challenge to runners across Canada and beyond, and they're signing up by the hundreds. Jeanette, welcome to iRun Radio. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about how you got into running, and then we'll talk about this challenge that you've put out there that so many people have responded to. But give me a little bit of your running history and and what running has come to mean in your life. Okay. Uh, I started running probably about 15 years ago. Um, I ran just to get out of the house and to enjoy the pressure outside, and I I loved I just love the feeling that running brings with me. It just takes me out of my out of the stresses of the day and just rejuvenates me for the day and gives me that energy I need. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And I started signing up for a few little races here and there. I did a few five Ks and ten Ks, and that was even better. Good for you. So, mm-hmm. what is it you like about the races? Well, I love races because it's such a community of people just pushing each other and, and motivating each other to go and go. At, the last race I did was uh, in Massey this year, and I wanted to get my 5K under 30 minutes, and I had such a hard time toward the end. And I met a lady that was right beside me, and right when we were got, getting t- toward the finish line, she was telling me how long I had left to be before that 30 minutes, and it made me push myself even faster. And we ended up becoming really good friends from that. I just feel like there's such a good community when we're doing these races together. Yeah, Everyone's trying to, you know. We're all out there supporting each other. So did she help yes, you actually make amazing. it under 30 minutes? I did. All right. I made it. 29 minutes and 59 seconds. Right on. Good for you. Yes, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, and that mm-hmm. really is the great thing about running is you're, not, you're out there on the course and you're not competing with that other person. You can actually That's support right. each other. That's right. It's amazing. It's so amazing. tell me what and prompted you to issue this challenge to everybody this year at the start of the year. Well, this is the third year that I've I've had the challenge, actually. I, I've always wanted to do 1,000K in a year. But I, it's always been a goal of mine, but I've never been able to do it. So when I started the, the challenge in 2018, uh, I ended up having a lot of injuries. I wasn't running properly, and I, had, I, I even had back surgery at the end of 2018. And uh, so I only ended up doing about 200 kilometers that year. And then when I did uh, the 2019 challenge, I ended up, well, my my... Uh, the surgeon said I shouldn't run anymore, and because I love running so much, it was too hard for me to handle that news. So I decided to keep going, and I, I started slowly in 2019, and I ended up putting 832 kilometers in last year. So I was pretty close to that thousand, but I wasn't. I'm not there yet. But okay. this year, my goal is that I'm going to get it. So this is a challenge as much to yourself as it is to everyone oh, else. Oh yes, <laughs> for sure it is. Yeah. And the reason why the reason why I want I thought I I this year I kind of put myself out there more and I wanted to promote it more because last year we had 200 registered, 250 about. They were all registered. We have about, we had 24 people that finished it. 
So this year I thought I got to push it a little bit further. So we, we, we shared our post a few more times and it just, it just bloomed, it bloomed from there. We have, we have about 6,000 people registered right now and our, our Facebook group is amazing. We, they're inspiring each other. People are, people have it, you know, exercised in about five years and people are, are doing it every day. They're adding kilometers in every day now. Wow. It's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. So I last year you had about 250 people registered, and this year you have about 6,000 registered. We Is went that right? From, we went from 250 to 6,000 wow. in the last few weeks, yes. Yes, and, and it's amazing because our Facebook group is very positive. We're, we're putting pictures of the our country. People are seeing pictures from different parts of our country, and it's just amazing because it, it, people don't know that what's happening in, in the part of the country unless they see this. So it's building a community right here in Canada. That's fantastic. That's why I wanted to do it. Yes. And it's awesome because we're all striving for that thousand kilometers and there's no pressure to get it. If people don't get it this year, they can try again next year. You know, it's not like they have to do it. So it's just, people are just motivating each other, get off the couch and go and, it's amazing. Yeah, and look, if you run 800 mm-hmm. kilometers this year, as you did last year, yes. and you don't get mm-hmm. to 1,000, you still ran 800 kilometers, and you, you still right. did more than you probably would have without the challenge, For right? Sure. That's right, that's right. Every year, if, we, everybody, if everybody can start with a little goal, and then you build, you add a couple more hundred kilometers the next year, a couple more kilometers the next year, and then you get stronger and stronger as you go throughout the years, you know? Like, if sometimes it just takes longer than others, and that's okay, too, as long as you're moving and getting fit and helping uh, your body. What I love about this target is that it's a big number, a thousand kilometers, obviously, and anybody who's not a runner or is just starting out is going to think, wow, that sounds like a lot. But it's also a manageable size, right? You're not talking about running two or three thousand kilometers, which uh, somebody who's training for a marathon might be doing. But, you know, if you break Mm -hmm. it down 52 weeks in the year, you're talking if you run four times a week, it's probably Mm -hmm. five or six K every time. And that's it, right? That's right. That's right, and the, you, you, it doesn't. It's not just running. Uh, people can walk and jog and run as well, because I I think that people have to start somewhere. When I started uh, the challenge last year, actually, because I had my back surgery, I walked a little while for a, little, for a couple of weeks. Then I got into jogging, and then I ran. So it starts with you can start walking. You, some people are going to walk the challenge the whole year. Some people are jogging. Some people are racing. Some people are have already over a hundred kilometers since January first. Right on. And what kind of mm-hmm. feedback have you gotten from people? Uh, this this over, you must be surprised at the number of people, given that you had two hundred and fifty last year, and you're you're twenty times or more I am, that number I now. I am surprised. I I am surprised, but it's such a passion for me to motivate people and inspire people, and I love I love seeing people posting. And there are people with medical issues that are you know there was yesterday someone posted that she was waiting for her cancer treatment at the. Uh, at the hospital, and she actually did some laps up and down the hallway while she was waiting for it to get some kilometers in. So it's just people are inspired by this and, and sharing their journeys, and I feel like it's 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 such it's just a beautiful thing. It is. It's my passion. This is such a, a calling for me. I love it. I love it. And I'm in the, heaven right now. <laughs> yeah, good for you. And uh, are there were there any surprises among the people that you saw signing up? Or uh, I, and I wonder as well. You now you've got this whole network of people you've got to stay in contact mm-hmm. with, right? That's mm-hmm. that's be- well, probably I, become not that it's a, a burden or anything, but it's probably become mm-hmm. uh, you know you're probably spending a bit of time on that. Oh yes, I'm spending a lot of time on it, and, and it's because we created a leaderboard for this group, 
and it, it was a different uh, system that we used this year. So we had a l- couple of glitches here and there as we we're, you know, we we're trying to develop the system so that it's user friendly for everybody and it's easy. And so at the beginning, when you know we expected to hopefully have a thousand people registered, we, you know, all of a sudden we're getting six thousand people on this leaderboard and trying to log in. So there were a lot of glitches, but things are settling down now, and everybody's uh, registered and going, and, and things are doing pretty good. I'm pretty pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, and and when you add up, if you know you've got six thousand people, even if they each do five hundred, six hundred kilometers, that's a lot of kilometers from this group, right? Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah, mm, I'd like to. I'd like to eventually. What I'm trying to do right now is figure out how many people are from each province and uh, territory. So I have to get all that data on a spreadsheet so that we can compare the uh, provinces and territories. It'd like be nice to yeah. see. and so mm-hmm. is every single province and territory represented? Yes, we have someone from everyone, every every province territory. Last right year on. we had two people from the um, Northwest Territories finish the challenge. A couple they were they finished the challenge last year, so it was pretty nice to see because they posted a lot of pictures and it was very cold weather out, out there. So it's, it was pretty cool to see that. Now you mentioned the back issues that you've had in the surgery. Uh, how are you mm-hmm. feeling now? Is your are you are you running without pain? Uh, I run without pain for sure. I. I had a lot of um, complications with the surgery, so I had to take it really slow last year. But I've added some weight training and uh, and a little bit of yoga in that, so I'm I'm building a lot of strength in my runs right now, and uh, I'm enjoying. I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty good. Are you on track to uh, to hit a thousand kilometers now this year? So far, uh, so far I'm doing pretty good. So if you if you started the year uh, the challenge right right away on January first. You, if you run 2.7 kilometers every day or walk 2.7 kilometers, you would make your 1,000. So I am on track with that. I'm about, I'm a, probably did about 32 kilometers so far. Okay. Well, good for you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure the, the group is inspiring you, and, and uh, that's going to be a, a big help as well. And again, mm-hmm. if, if look at what you've done. Look at all the calories that are being burned and all the kilometers yep. that are being earned because you put I that know. message out there. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's, a cra- it's crazy. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. I just can't wait to see the, the results at the end. Like the people who have never even thought of doing anything like this and they, at the end of the year, they, they can say, I've done a 1,000 kilometers because of this challenge. That's, that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Very okay. special stuff. Jeanette, thank you so thank much you. for what you're doing, and thanks for being on the show. Okay. Thank you so much. That's Jeanette Boudreau in Sudbury. I hope you can join us next week on I Run Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.